Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of Two Player Split Screen. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Berry. To my left, uh, what's your name again? Blake uh, Schultz. Yes, Blake the same Schultz. one it's been for the 10 years I've known you. Hey guys. I don't think we've known each other 10 years. Six, it's, I don't know, six, it's a round number. Like, uh, whatever, it's it's Sunday. We're not taping this on our normal day, so we're, we're both a little confused as to what's happening right now. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, man, I'm I'm really I'm really off. So uh, we usually go with the amiibo update yeah. first. That's yeah, let's usually do that. what we do. Uh, yeah. So it's time for, as always, an amiibo update. Blake, um, I what mean, you got, man? not a whole lot. I mean, we're just kind of waiting on the next wave, hoping that uh, Amazon puts up the last few we need. Oh, God. Um, I know the big deals right now. They're doing the reprint of Marth. He's been coming and going on Amazon all weekend, really. Like that's been the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, I mean, there's the the whole villager thing. The next reprint looks a little bit different. Which, better. yeah, he definitely looks better. I will say there's a, a, a little itch in the back of my mind just from collecting everything from cards to comics to toys to whatever else you can. Uh, there's always been this thing when they do a second print of anything where it kind of lets you know. And I remember a few months back, I even said, if they do these reprints, I really hope they don't do anything, like put a little number two on the box or anything. And instead of doing anything like that, they went ahead and just redesigned the figure, uh, which is fine because whatever. I mean, I'll have my full set, but there's always going to be that part of me that's it's not the first one. I don't know if that's something that bothers you, but it definitely gets to me it, just a little bit. It bothers me. It, it would. It bothers me from a collector standpoint, uh, just like knowing that. But it doesn't bother me from a just wanting a full set standpoint. Like I just want. I don't have a villager. It's the only one right now that I don't have, and I want one. So yeah. the reprint is fine with me. It. Yeah, and it also the only other thing I kind of feel with it is it does sort of encourage scalping a little bit yep. more. Like that first original villager is gonna skyrocket now, and it oh would, yeah, no question. It would be kind of nice, especially after Nintendo had did their big apology letter, being like, "Oh, we're gonna we're on it. We're doing reprints and we're making more." To kind of actually show something with yeah. that, and I can't complain too much. They are doing reprints, but. Again, there's no clarity to it. They just are kind of showing up. Uh, there's no real, like, U.S. still has no, never really gets official release dates where every other country has very specific times that everything's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's getting a little, it's a little frustrating then to see that you're, without even announcing that they're doing it a little bit different, but it just kind of quietly released this borderline variant, this redesign of a figure after trying to build this goodwill up, it's kind of it's right. a little bit of a I mixed bag. But at the same time, I think it addresses some of the complaints that people had with the original figures. So yeah, tech, I mean, I guess if you think about it that way, they are sort of like listening to the fans on yeah. that one. But no, I completely, I completely see where you're coming from. It is absolutely gonna encourage scalping, and if those if those villagers weren't uh, weren't pricey enough like they're gonna they're gonna certainly skyrocket i would assume into triple digits oh yeah most definitely um and we and who knows it might just be the exact same trend again for all we know that marth reprint's only going to be 400 figures yeah um but it's still good it's always nice to see a company try a little bit they could have just they could have very easily just been like nope you're not getting anything else and we're done getting the car yeah when it comes out right yeah, so I'm glad good. they're not doing that. Hmm, excuse me. I, I I definitely think it's good that they're actually taking the time to go ahead and and reprint these figures. Yeah. Since apparently it takes so long to make one. Which right. I still don't get. Which all? Yeah, it's just also dumb because you know once you have the mold made for these things, it's it's done. That's right. your most expensive and time-consuming part. At this right. point, you're just putting it out. It's not like they're sitting there and hand painting everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and on on my end, uh, I ended up getting my Charizard pretty early. I got it last week because uh, I was able. I snagged one off of Amazon UK when the pre-orders first went up a couple months back. 
So that was a nice little surprise. I kind of for, had forgotten that I had pre-ordered it from Amazon UK. So Charizard showed up. He looks pretty cool. Um, his wings still look suspiciously similar to, to Meta Knight's wings. Yeah, I noticed that when they announced it. I'm not sure. It wouldn't. I mean, they're, it's definitely different when you really look closely at it. But they do look pretty. Similar. They are, and I mean, this is something that toy creators do. They'll pump out like the the Masters of the Universe series pumps out a human body, a lizard body, and an alien body, and then they just build from there. Right, so it, it right. it's perfectly logical for them to use things. It is just kind of funny when you really look at it, though. It does look like all they really did was take Meta Knight's wings down a little bit and expand them. Yeah, yeah. That's um, probably. I mean, just pro- most likely. I don't know how toy molds work. We're, that's most likely how they did it. I would assume. Probably. Um, yeah. Besides that, um, yeah. Just trying to figure out a way to order pre-order these. Uh, pre-order Robin and Lucina because I still have I've missed every opportunity so far to do that. Yeah, those have gone faster really than annoying. the exclusives, which is strange to me. Yeah, like, like we, I was, we were easily able to get our hands on Jigglypuffs and, to a lesser extent, uh, Greninja. Right. But it's like, and obviously no one's getting their hands on Nest, but right. But yeah, yeah. I'm surprised at how fast. Arthur, or excuse Robin me, and Lucina, Robin and Lucina are, going. are going. And it's even crazier, too. Like, they, they see all this happening now. You, like, there were second and third runs of Greninja and Jigglypuff. They went back up. They went back up. Greninja, you could go in-store and do it. I don't know how they haven't been doing one of those with Ness. Like, I kind of keep waiting for Nintendo or GameStop to do a, like, hey, we're doing another run of it. Sorry, because, one, half the people who did it on the first one didn't even get what they wanted because right. everything crashed. Right. So it's just, it's getting, it's... To a point where, like, Nintendo knows what's happening. They know what's coming. This isn't just, like, Mattel does their Justice League of America line and their Masters of the Universe lines online so that you order it, it goes direct to you, everybody gets what they want. Everything else that's, like, a collector thing, like that Black Series Star Wars, the NECA Simpson figures, they're always at least there when they come out. Right. And those are all kind of niche things. Like, none of these are things that fly off shelves, because they're for people who collect. They aren't like for a, a younger audience. Mm-hmm. So it uh, astounds me that Nintendo, especially after watching Skylanders and Disney Infinity crank this stuff out, haven't realized, one, how popular their characters are, two, that this audience is there, and three, that they would sell more of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's getting to that point again, we've said this over and over again, where it's just kind of like, what are they doing and what are they thinking that when they put out Ness, a character who they've been clamoring for, for years now, how they're not, like, they're only putting out such a limited run of it. And then to come out on all of their Nintendo Directs and, like, happily just be like, we've got more store exclusives, oh, and we've got this, and it's not addressing any of the problems, but they're almost glorifying the problems they do have. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, uh... They're they're figuring it out slowly. Right. Very slowly. So, with that being said, um... Why don't you hit us with what you want to talk about today? Uh, I thought today would be a little fun to talk about, um more personal stuff for us instead of like any like news or topics going on and just talk a little bit about like our bigger moments in our gaming I guess careers is what you would call it so anything from getting a hundred percent in a game to unlocking an achievement to a high score to a really good kill online um anything like that that we want to go with um I don't know if you have anything yeah I think it'll be a good one yeah dig into a little bit get a little excited it's always fun, I think. There's so many, like, too. I think everybody yeah, has I'm, those moments. I'm, I'm going, I'm just trying to go in my head and, like, think, like, think back to some of my more, like, my bigger ones. Like, do you have one off the top of your head? The one off the top of my head um, that I actually remember really well, it goes all the way back when I was a kid on the Sega Genesis. I had a Miss Pac-Man cartridge. And for the longest time, because that was the first Pac-Man game where they would make the new mazes and like the, for lack of a better word, cutscenes like every X amount, there'd be the little, like they'd run around and then the ghost would chase them. Mm-hmm. And it took me a good, like w- at the time it felt like months, but it was a winter break. So it was really like two weeks from school. 
um, I beat every single map they had, all like every single one, and that's all I wanted to do. And like, granted, at the time, like on that game, you could add like the tur- you could make the game a little bit easier. You could add a ton of lives. You could add like that turbo thing, so she'd move really fast. Mm-hmm. But I still remember getting to the very top of that. And one being like super excited that it was done, that we saw all the mazes and everything, all the options that were there. And two, I remember being like, what's the cutscene going to be? And it was exactly the same one as the first one. Like they just start repeating the cutscenes after like five. Mm-hmm. So there's no like, there was a big like you did it like banner. Like they used to do those old um, like hand drawn congratulations oh, yeah. Yeah. things at the end of games. And there was one of those. Um, but it was really fun. Like me and my buddy tried to do it like cooperatively. Like I coerced him to do it because I was like, no, we can live longer. We can do half the maze. I need somebody doing this. So I got him to do that with me instead of whatever else he wanted to do at the time. But I'm pretty sure once I finally beat it, it was just me. Like it was, I think I had both the controllers in. So there would be more lives was mm-hmm. my strategy. Cause then they would kill it. And then I could do half the maze and then switch and do the other half. Um, but that was probably the first really big one that I remember doing. I think one of my first ones, uh, when, let's see, when I was, probably when I was six, my cousin gave me his, uh, his original Game Boy, and he gave me, like, four games, like, uh, Battletoad, uh, Double Dragon, uh, some other, some third one I can't remember, and uh, it was I think it was probably a Super Mario Brothers game, and uh, he gave me Mega Man uh, Doctor Wily's Revenge. Yes, it was the first Mega Man game that I ever played, and I just remember playing that over and over and over again, like for so long, like just getting so frustrated that I couldn't finish the game, couldn't beat the game, and. I don't even remember that many specifics about that game because it was so long ago that I played it and I haven't played it since because, I mean, I don't have an original Game Boy lying around anymore. But I just remember finally, like, beating that entire game and, like, getting to the end of that game and just being, like, astounded with myself because that's probably, I mean, it was probably the first game that I ever fully beat. Yeah. And I I, I just remember thinking how cool that was. And even today, I'm like... How the hell did I do that? Because I suck at those old Mega Man games. Those now. Mega Man games are hard. Beating any of those at any age is an so achievement. So tough. So tough. And the Wiling's Revenge, that was the, it was the black and white Game Boy one, yes. right? That was like way, way back. Yeah, those were tough. This was the box art. Remember that? Right. Yeah. I do remember that. It was uh, right yeah. after they had finished doing the really weird one and two ones. Yeah, you can't, obviously you're listening to this and you can't see it, but if you guys don't remember, it's like the... It's basically a really weird-looking Mega Man. Like, he, his face looks super weird and almost, like, scrunched up. But, like, he's standing on, like, a blue uh, platform, and there's, like, a orange and yellow, like... I guess it's probably, like, supposed to be, like, almost like a sun... Like a sunrise coming off the back of it. And it's Mega Man Dr. Wily's Revenge. And I just remember thinking how awesome that game was, but also just how insanely frustrating it was. <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, man. And it was. I mean, was that the one, too? Did it reuse, like, Cutman and people from the first ones, or was it all... It, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it did. Yeah. It... Uh, it, it takes... It, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it took uh, it took bosses from uh, Mega Man 1 and 2. That's right. So it reutilized some from each. Which were all... in That game series, for being as hard as it is, only got easier as it went on. Because I still think the first and second ones are probably the hardest of the two. I've beaten two. I've still never finished one just because I, I just get super frustrated with it. And I just don't have any desire to, really. Yeah, I tend to stop now. When I was a kid, I beat it a few times. But now I tend to stop right after the Yellow Devil. I usually can get as far as Wily's Castle. And then I am mm-hmm. I usually box out. Yeah, I, I, just don't, I don't like those old Mega Mans as much as... I did when I was a kid. Oh, I still, I, that's still, that in the Sonic series, I will probably go back and replay once a year. Whether or not I'll get, make any progress in them is a yeah. very different thing. But like, I just replayed pretty much all of them, four, five, and six, because mm-hmm. I downloaded four onto my 3DS when it was up. And every May, the Nintendo eShop does that Mega Man May stuff. Right, right. And last year I bought 
almost. Up. It is. They just actually did Mega Man and Bass, or Mega Man and Bass, I guess. Mm. They just put up the, which is the first one from the Game Bo- Game Boy Advance series, um, which I'll actually probably end up buying later today. I don't remember that one. It was great. The Mega Mans on the on the Game Boy Advance were all fantastic. Uh, they were oh, a little. I do. Kind of, okay, I kind of. Remember. Yeah, it was the first one where you could play as bass. It was. It's, it used like the art style from Mega Man Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this is cool. I I forgot that they did this. It's like, uh, yeah, it's called Mega May on the Nintendo eShop, and like this week uh, is what you just said, Blake. It's Mega Man and ba- bass or bass. Ba- it's supposed to be bass because in Japan, isn't it? Everyone has a music theme. Right. Name. Uh, next week is gonna be. Mega Man Battle Network 3 Blue and White. That's Those ones sweet. I never got into. The uh, RPG ones. Yeah, I played them a little bit. They were pretty fun. Uh, I'm just, a, but I'm a huge, like, I, I just love that type of game. I love oh, anything yeah. that has RPG elements to it. Uh, then the third week is Mega Man Zero 2. And then week four, at the end of the month, is Mega Man Battle Network 4 Blue, Blue Moon and Red Sun. Yes. That's pretty cool. I think they've got all of the original. The only one I don't think they have up is Mega Man 8, because that was on the Sega Saturn. Mm. So I think that one they've has different... they got all the rest of them up on the I think so. I think cause they at least have the the front half. Nice. Because um, the 3DS has them all, too. Like They have a lot of Mega Man games up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely went through, and I did the, the same thing. I remember one summer when they did the anniversary disc on Xbox, I bought it, and me and my friend Dan played through it. And instead of beating them, we would just beat all of the Robot Masters and then stop and move on. We never we beat, I think, one and two, and all the other ones we would just beat the Masters and continue. Mm-hmm. So the last one, did you beat 9 and 10 when they did the 8-bit no. the versions? Mm-mm, I did I beat really those ones. Them. They're great. Those are a lot of fun. Um, but that's a good one. Those are Mega Man games. My next one is more high score based okay um and it's also back when i was really addicted to achievements on the 360 but that old the first geometry wars game i was hooked in it was great that whole game is fucking amazing you and me both um and that the last achievement which you could actually get all the achievements if you did it you were was surviving a million points which now they've changed that game, and you can keep making the multiplier go up. Yeah, now the million points takes like three minutes. Right. To get it's to. yeah, but on the first one, you can only get up to a times ten multiplier, and that screen would get full of yep. bad guys. And I remember at home, I had like a standard, probably thirty inch television, and at work at GameStop, we had the seventeen inch monitor we would use for the three sixty. But whenever we were bored in the store, we would just plug in our memory cards and our higher drives and play whatever on our profiles whether it was making progress in games some people would just use it to do things like i maxed out the old teenage mutant ninja turtles game in a day at work nice uh, my boss todd would do everything he did king kong all of the old sports games that were like beat a season of Madden and get a thousand points like he did everything and i was much pickier i had to like own the game my only exception was uh tmnt and that game was also great oh yeah but it was another one where you beat it and you got a grand. But there was one day where I was just playing Geometry Wars, and for whatever reason, that smaller screen makes that game so much easier because you can see everything that's happening. Um, at some point, it was like closing. It was like eight thirty at night, and I was at like nine hundred thousand. And somebody walked in and asked me a question, and I remember Todd just being like, "No, don't talk to him right now. I'll help you." And for the next like tw- ten minutes, while I did this run, he would just do everything in the store. And I still remember just getting a million. And there's this moment where you're just like, I did it. I could just stop. And then you just keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I got up to like, like, I think I got up to like six million. Because I remember that was, I beat my buddy's high score. But the problem with Geometry Wars at the time, unless you were logged into Xbox Live, it wouldn't save your high score. And I wasn't at GameStop. So I have the achievement but I never have gotten above my buddy's high score. And for a lot of her, I was just like, I beat it. And he was like, not on our thing. Damn. That's pretty awesome, though. I That first Geometry Wars was so addictive and so much fun. But I I don't know that... Did I ever get a million? I, I feel like I did, but I can't remember. I really can't remember. I played that game a lot, though. So I'd be surprised if I didn't. Yeah, it was... 
It was easily the best. That was the best. I remember that first summer still when the Xbox 360 would just every month do, I guess now they'd be indie games, but at the time they were just arcade games and Mm -hmm. they would just do like Geometry Wars, Dig Dug, Pac-Man, that Heavy Tank game. Do you remember Heavy Tank? Was that what it was called? That game was so great. It's almost kind of a bummer to me now that all the like, all the indie stuff is amazing, but every now and then I'm like, oh, yay, more side scrollers and other indie shooters. I kind of miss my Geometry Wars and Heavy Tank games, though. I miss when it was, like, an arcade game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And every now, like, on the Xbox One, when they were like, oh, no, we're not going to distinguish arcade and indie. We're just going to throw everything in there. I was like, oh, well, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of more of mine. Um, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really call this, like... It was an achievement for me, but it's not, like, super impressive. I'm sure so many people have done it but uh shadow complex was one of like my favorite like xbla games from 360 and that game was like if you guys don't know that game it's like a two and a half d uh third person like shooter but it's also like how would you describe the map of that game i'm trying to think of a good metroidvania yeah it's like a metroidvania (laughs) map and i went through that whole game and like it gets confusing like it you can easily get turned around and stuff like that but i went through that whole game without ever using a guide which i that's I don't know good. a lot of people personally that did that like i know i know pretty much everybody i know who played that game got frustrated at one point and just used a guide and i was yeah. just like no i'm just gonna try to do this without ever using a guide because i mean Sometimes it just makes games more fun when you really do have to have that sense of like exploring yeah. every nook and cranny to make sure you've found everything. And you know, I didn't hundred percent it. Like I missed some of the power ups and some of the. Uh, I don't think I missed any of the weapons, but I missed some of the like power ups and stuff like that, and uh, health increases and things like that. But yeah, that game was. God, that game's fantastic. It's so Can good. We just have a second one, please. I know. A game was so. Good. I think I. I don't remember if I used a guide or not. I don't think I did. I might have though, because that was one of those games that I started, didn't beat, and then like a year later, just restarted that same file in the yeah. middle of it, which is always never a good idea. I just did that with the Resident Evil remake, and the last time I turned oh, it on, God. I was like, "Wait, what was I doing?" And I remember why I stopped because I was being an idiot. And there's that room. It's like the. First room, the like first room on the right of the map with like the statue, and you can get the map in it. And you have to put there's that little nook where you can mm-hmm. push the cupboard. And there was a zon- like a crimson head trapped behind it running. And I was like, this will be funny. I'll just get on top of it and knife it. And it turns out they can kill you while you're on top of that. Oh, perfect. And then I was just like, nope, I'm not. I'm no, <laughs> That's I'm not redoing funny. this hour of gameplay I just did. Damn. And now I have no idea what I was doing. If I opened it now, I would just be like, "Oh, I don't know where I am." I, I tried. Re- I tried going back a li- like a few days ago and playing a little bit of it, and I was like, "I don't remember what I'm doing. I'm not gonna do this right now." Yeah, and it's such a good game, but it's oh, that it's happens fantastic. with a lot of games where you stop and then restart, and you're just kind of like, "Hold up, what was I doing? How do yeah. I play? What was going on?" Um, I think my my next one. I don't do a lot of speed runs. But there was an achievement for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 to beat that game in under an hour. Oh. And I remember me and my friend Mike one summer were just like, let's go for it. And with like, and we would just switch off on levels and see how fast we could do it. And eventually he was like, we can get this achievement if only you play. Because I have all those maps memorized. Because oh, yeah. I've done that so many times. And so we finally did it. And like, we would like time it out. And like, if anything went wrong, like I got to a point where if I didn't finish that first level in like two minutes like what from the start to beating Robotnik in it I would restart the run damn um and we eventually did it and got the achievement and after we got it we realized that in the new like ROMs for the Sega games when they put up all those classics they added a save feature so we could have just done like the perfect Green Hills run saved and then done the perfect that's hilarious and I just remember being like, we did it! And then, what, and then it'd be like, do you want to save? And they'd be like, what? It, what? Yeah, wait, what? The, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but that would have saved me a week. Wow, that's really funny. All for those 25 points that I got me. <laughs> that's all that got you? Yeah, because all those arcade games only went up to 200. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. 
And that game made me mad, too, because they added that online play, so I never got to max it out, because the last two achievements were like, play on the internet with people, and I was like, no. I don't want to do that. It's Sonic 2. Yeah, that's not a game I want to play with people. Right. Fuck that. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Oh, I mean, I don't usually 100% games, so when I do, like, it's always, like, it always sticks in my mind, uh... Infamous Second Son, I definitely got a hundred percent in. Like I cleaned up all, like I cleaned up every single fucking like, uh, or I mean, I did the spray paint for every single like you had to like tag certain things. Yeah. With, like, uh, and that was really annoying because you had to like control the spray paint bottle with the with the Dual Shock, and that was really fucking dumb. But, yeah, I did all of that. I cleared out every single area of every single, uh, of, like, the enemy presence. I don't even remember what the enemies are called in that game. That's how little that game resonated with me. Because it wasn't that good. It was fun. (laughs) But I don't know why I was possessed to get 100% in that game. But, yeah, by the time my run was over... Sure enough, it says 100% on the on the save file, and I never need to go back and play that game again. No, not really. Because it was, eh. yeah. Infamous one was way better. Yeah. And two, for that matter. I only ever played the first one, and I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, no, I think the other ones. I just had one. And I just lost it. I did get. I mean, the one, the big one that I mean, I've always done it because I used to do 100 percent on like everything um the first time getting 120 stars in mario and going and talking to yoshi yeah that's awesome which in retrospect i was thinking about it because i'm doing i'm redoing that run now and i was like i was really pumped to go see yoshi and get that triple jump it doesn't do anything though it's just sparkly when you do it and i was like why was i so into that when i was like what was i doing in this game what things were I finding to redo after getting 100% that I was like, cool, now I have this jump. And it doesn't carry over into a new game. So no. Like, yeah. I, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. But yeah, that's a, that's a good achievement, though, because that's tough. It's doing a lot. That in any, doing that in any Mario game is tough. The re-looking at it now and going through Mario 64, maybe it's because I've done it enough times, or maybe it's just because I'm older. It's really not that long of a game, and a lot of the challenges are over, like, really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them are pretty simple. Even, like, the um, all those secret stars they used to do, I thought those were so hard to find, and, like, all of a sudden I looked at my game and I was like, oh, I have all of them. Okay. Uh, great. Let's keep going. Nice. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank on if I really have any more. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I beat a lot of games, but they're, they're very, they're like a select few that like really resonate with me in terms of like being an achievement, like beating Demon Souls the first time was definitely a big achievement for me because game was insane and I... At the time, I had never played anything like it in terms of that kind of like difficulty for an action like RPG style game. Yeah. So that was that was a huge achievement. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, there's there's only certain ones that really like stick with me in terms of like beating them because. Like, games like that, like, new types of games that, like, I'm not used to. Right. It's more than that. It's like, oh, I beat Call of Duty. Who the fuck cares? Right. Everybody who has four hours can beat Call of Duty. Yeah, those games are short and easy. Uh, Oh, I mean, beating uh, Halo Reach on Legendary was pretty... That'll do it. That was tough. Like, that was... That took a long time and a lot of hours and maybe a broken controller or two. Did you do it by yourself? No, I did it with uh, I did it with my uh, my good friend Zach. He and I ran yeah. through the whole thing uh, back when I was in college. No, <laughs> I did not do it by myself. I would never have been able to. I remember speaking of that. I went up to visit our our buddy Cameron when yeah. he was going to Syracuse in New York. I flew there one weekend to hang out with him, and we decided to do a legendary run of Halo Three, and we did it. And it turned out that he had picked the wrong difficulty, and we had done a really good run of Heroic. 
Oh. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. And I remember we were just like, we did it. And like the achievement popped out. I was like, we should we should keep be getting more achievements than that. What did what did what happened? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Did you go back and try to do it again? No, it was the the next morning I was flying out. And I think after that we were both just like, nope, we're, that we tried and no. Um Yeah, my buddy Zach and I I think we got three quarters of the way through a run on Halo three legendary and we were just like, No, I'm 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 done with this. It's too frustrating. That was the one too that had the achievement for doing it with co-op and then they had another one for doing it by yourself on Legendary mm-hmm. and I remember that was one of those things where it's just like well I'm not maxing out Halo 3 nope. so that's that's yeah. beyond me. I, kudos to anyone who has done that by themselves. Like, I just couldn't. I, I don't have that patience yeah. I don't have the patience to like study the level to basically figure out exactly what I need to do to survive. Right. Yeah I mean it's a tough one and it's not it's one of those games too where it's not even like like rainbow six vegas on the hardest difficulty was doable because you could be very strategic and like meditate and hide behind cover and there were a set number of enemies and you could do this and you could do this and you could do this but like halo and call of duty and like bioshock were the three games that when you cranked it up to the highest difficulty and there were always achievements so i had a good two years where i would always do this Mm -hmm. um you only like Call of Duty on veteran mode. It, it's just like it's hard because you die right away. You're yeah. just running into a brick wall. Absolutely. And I beat two, three, and Modern Warfare one on veteran mode, and it's just exhausting because it's literally just like you die. I just don't like. I like those games, but man, I do not like them enough to do them on veteran. Man, <sighs> I yeah, don't, I don't have. I just no. They, I think. By the time Modern Warfare 2 came out is when I was kind of done doing that. Yeah. Bioshock was super hard on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. I, I almost I almost got... I still have like halfway a run saved on my Xbox that I keep wanting to go back and do, but I'm halfway through a Brass Balls run where it's beat it on the hardest difficulty without using a Vita Chamber, which is... You just got to save a lot. Like yeah. That's one of those things where you're just saving all the time and restarting your save. Um... A friend of mine did that. One of my friends back who I worked at GameStop with did do that. Um, it's doable. It's really, like... And it's not terrible. Like, yeah, that one's one of the ones that isn't terrible to do mm-hmm. that run, but it is very challenging. Especially if you just accidentally start up a Vita Chamber and then die and just hit A too quick, and then you're there. Like, you have to be on top of your saves. Yeah. You have to be aw- very aware of how, what you're of managing your data. Mm-hmm. Um... Did you ever do, like, I never did this, but did you ever do a, like, no detection run, like, in, in a Metal Gear game or anything like that? Because I started to yeah. do one. I started to do one on four, like, never get uh, never get seen. And I was just, like, it's I just gave up a third of the way Hard, through. yeah. It's really, that's a, it's really difficult. You, Especially in four when there's just, I just feel like there's just more enemies yeah. than in any other Metal Gear game. So it just makes it that much harder to, like, sneak by every single person yeah it's like as soon as you get detected you have to start the whole game over again right because you got you got seen oh it's, man yeah yeah those i was n- i'm never terribly good at the stealth game so whenever like a splinter cell or a hitman or a metal gear is like do this without being seen i'm always like oh it sounds awful but i can't yeah i uh, i i don't have that much patience for stealth i like it but i just so I like Splinter Cell games, but I don't. Yeah. If I never played another one again, I'd be okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's yeah. It's one of those genres. And then every now and then a game will like force a stealth level in. Like there's always that Call of Duty level that's like, don't be seen this time. And I'm always like, no, fuck you. I know. Just that, let me play really, the game. I I that I don't like when they shoehorn it into games like yeah. That. Like if it's a stealth game, absolutely, do it up. Like, right. I, I'll be down for it, but. If it's just like shoehorning it into like a first-person shooter, I'm like, no, this is stupid. This is it's not called first. It's not called an FPS because it's first-person sneaking. It's it's first-person shooter. Right. <laughs> oh man, I think I think the the last one, and it kind of leads into what I'm sort of trying to do now. I think the last big thing I did that I was like hell yes about was I did. There's that big board in Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U with all of like there's 160 challenges on it. Mm-hmm. And one of them is beating Cruel Smash with Lucina, 
which is very hard to do, but I, there's a trick to it where if you jump off of Battlefield's zone mm-hmm. and you jump like right underneath it, her up B will like stick to the level and she'll just shoot up to like grab the edge, but her sword pokes through. So you can do damage to the guys as they're coming. Right, right. I remember you and it takes this. forever. That sounds like it would take just... But it's so fun. That's... I mean, but if you fu- if you fuck up once, that was one of those things where like I would get to I got to eight once and was like I can just counter the next two and was wrong, <laughs> and then was like God damn. But I'm hoping I would like to get all that done. I only have like ten more of those I think. Nice. And now they're just time consuming. Now mm-hmm. it's just like beat classic with everybody at this difficulty setting. Ugh. Right, which isn't that hard, but it just takes a while. A long time. Um. And then I really want to try to get all the stars in every Mario Kart Cup at 200cc, which is probably never going to happen, because it almost breaks the game. 200cc is crazy. It's... Like, trying to play that with you last weekend, I was just like, man, this is not... It's almost not fun. It's Yeah, it's borderline not even enjoyable. It's fun when you hit a jump, though, and just go skyrocketing right. in the air. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's an entire, it's an entirely different game. It, yeah, it... it it's just, like, it's... It's insane how I didn't think it would like crank it up that yeah. much, but it's it's ridiculous. And then playing fifty seasons <laughs> right after, afterwards just feels like you're just like just walking very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> riding a you're riding a lawnmower. Oh, that's so funny. good. What um, a good game. I think that's all I've got yeah. for that topic. Um did you have any more? No, I think that just about does it. All right, well, then we can wrap up with what I wanted to talk about, which kind of goes along with the the personal aspect of gaming. Uh, so I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, let's talk about your, like, best, like, gaming memory, like, okay. I would say, like, more on, like, a personal level than just being, like, this game got announced, and it was awesome. Right. Like, like something that happened to you personally, like, it, with gaming involved that was like a huge like almost like defining moment for you like i yeah. i can think of one off the top of my head but do you have one uh i have plenty yeah, yeah. if you want to go yeah, first go I'll, um the first one i mean the the huge probably the biggest one um is the christmas when i got my n64 and i still remember waking up Everybody else in the house. Like at the time, our uncle was staying with us, and I remember just waking him up and being like, "We got one. We have it. It's here." Yeah. And just plunging it in, and we all just played Mario sixty four. And I remember like back before that, where I tried to rent Super Mario sixty four without. I was like ten or younger even. There was ninety. I was six. And I remember the guy being like, you have an N64, right? And me and my mom being like, what is that? And they were like, oh, it's the new system. You can't play this. And me just being like, oh. Okay. It's gonna have to change. Yeah. And then that Christmas we got that and it was all in Donkey Kong Country Three was the other game. And then my uncle had bought us Mortal Kombat trilogy and we just played that. And I remember my mom when I got up to like fight the first Bowser was like, Well don't beat it too fast. <laughs> And I was, I remember that every now and then whenever I play that game now, I'm like, ha <laughs> it's still here That's being funny. played. But I think that was definitely it, because that was like Right at the age when you're really starting to, like, get into the hobbies you're going to be in. Yep. And it was such a big system. Like, it's such a big jump. And it was, like, right... It was still back before gaming was really mainstream. So it was still kind of this niche, Mm -hmm. weird area. Like, before the PS2 made it, like, a big pop culture thing. Um, And every game on it was just... And we went through this renaissance of 3D platformers... To a point where they went away, the yeah. next generation, which is great because those were my favorite. But you had Mario, you had Star Fox. It was like everything I had been growing up with. Donkey Kong. 64. Donkey Kong 64, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. These things that like stayed with you. Pokemon mm-hmm. like was just about to come out then. Um, all of these things that really stuck and like defined the kind of like gamer I was going to be. Probably the kind of stuff that I'm into now. The kind of stuff I want to make, like mm-hmm. it just really like honed in on everything there. Um, so that's probably the first one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I've got the same one. Like it's it was just such a huge moment for me, being like barely 
barely six years old and and getting that system the the story behind like it was actually pretty funny like uh on christmas eve i remember we were we were at uh my aunt and uncle's house and my cousin who's like eight years older than me so he was like he's 14 or 15 at the time he uh he had an he got an n64 like the day it came out like that like that november yeah and uh, i just remember him playing it and like me watching him play it and be like God, I really, really want one of these. Like, mom, dad, like, I really want one of these. And they're like, well, maybe, maybe next year. Like, maybe it will get for you for your next Christmas. But it's just, it's just too expensive right now. And I remember being like, okay, like I was pretty disappointed. But like, I, I mean, I wasn't gonna. I was old enough to know that it's not worth throwing a tantrum about. Right. But I remember waking up on Christmas Day and like opening a bunch of my presents, and then my parents gave me this one like small square present to open. And I opened it, and it was an N60. It was like a green N64 controller, and I was like, "Thanks, I don't have anything to use this with." And my dad's like, "Well, you know, wait and see. Maybe, maybe we can get it for you like sometime in like the winter or spring. But at least yeah. you have this, like, so you know that we're we are going to get it for you eventually." And I was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool." Blah blah, like. We open the rest of our. Everybody opens the rest of their presents, and then like it, that's it. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Thanks for all the toys and stuff, and like that's pretty awesome. And then my dad's like, hold on, I have one more thing for you. It's like, okay. And he goes upstairs and goes into his closet and comes back down with this big wrapped box. I'm like, what the hell is this? And he's like, go ahead and open it. It's like I open it, and sure enough, it's an N64. I'm lost my mind. <laughs> just lost my mind. And even the box for that system box had like awesome. Mario on it. It had a Stormtrooper from Shadows of the Empire. They were so colorful back then. The box, right. Instead of just being like a black box, they were like the yeah. like the the Xbox One is now. It's just like they were so much more like they put so much more effort into the boxes <sighs> for those older systems. It was so good. But yeah, that was just such a huge moment for me, and like I got. I think I got uh, Mario Kart 6, or no, sorry, wrong time. I, I got uh, Super Mario 64 and Diddy Kong Racing, which there is still one of my, still I consider that a super underrated game. It's I, so good. I, I adore that game to this day. But yeah, I got those and I just like, I couldn't stop playing. I, I, it's funny what you said about what your mom said. Like, I'm pretty sure I was playing through, I played through Diddy Kong Racing first just because I loved like little like racing games and stuff like that yeah and uh i just remember my mom i was playing it for like all day and i just remember my mom being like well you don't have to beat it in the first day like you're gonna have to play that for a while (laughs) it's like yeah that was just that was a huge moment i think that's like anyone in our generation like who got an n64 oh yeah age i'm sure i'm sure feels almost the same way because it it was such like a like that was my first console like i told you i'd gotten I gotten that Game Boy like a year before. I probably got the Game Boy when I was like five, but like that was my first actual console. Like I didn't yeah. get a Genesis or a SNES or anything like that. So that was just such a huge moment for me. And I've had at one point or another every system ever since. Like I, I could, I can't get an. I right. haven't been able to not experience a con- like any of the consoles. Like even to the point where I got a Dreamcast after after the Dreamcast kind of went under and they were selling yeah. them for like 99 bucks. Right. Oh, the Dreamcast. I think my second one, going off of Nintendo, uh, I started working at a GameStop the year the Wii came out. And it was my first job outside of like babysitting. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time that I like had like my own money. Like I had my money. And it was the first, like without being like allowance from my parents or like babysitting gigs. And I remember just, like, being able to just walk into GameStop and being like, here's my money that I earned for my system. Yeah. And it was, the good, like, the best feeling. Like, for, like, a good, like, month, whenever I would play it, I was just like, this is mine. No one, everything else was gifts before this. This is my money and my system, and it's mine. And no one can take any of that away from me. And it was really that, like, first time, too, that you see the value of, like, work and money and like earning something because mm-hmm. it was so exciting and plus it was like we were like working the midnight opening for that and like everyone coming in and like being in control of it and just knowing at the end of the night that i was going to walk away with mine and i had bought twilight princess red steel and rayman rabbits 
sorry about Red Steel. I know it was. I was so excited. I still remember working. I was taking a game design class at the time, and we were watching the trailer for it. And I remember picking up the mouse and being like, "It's gonna be so cool! You can do this. The gun's gonna go everywhere. You can just. T- I'm twisting a remote like it's a gun right now. For those of you yep. listening he, to our visual jokes on an audio podcast, um, but I just remember like just turning the mouse and be like, "It's gonna follow what you do. It's gonna be amazing." And then plugging it in and being like, "Whoa! It went up." What is happening? Hang on. What is happening? Okay. I think I traded that game Suck. in like two weeks later. Gee, I'm surprised you waited. I'm you, pretty you sure. You waited 12 days too long. I may have even just returned it for all I remember because at the time I was able to just be like, take this shit back. Um, uh, GameStop hacks. I remember them well. Oh, being it was... like, uh, Yeah, I didn't like that. I, something was wrong with this. I'm going to return it in my own system and... We you're totally supposed to do that. We had a method of doing oh, what do they even call something like back returns or something, and we would find the last person who bought the game in the return window, mm. and then return our game with their information. We did the same thing. Yeah, we had the same thing. Um, ah, GameStop. But yeah, that was the best feeling. It was just walking back and being like, "There's nothing anybody can do about this. I bought it with my money." Yeah, I mean, I kind of similar thing uh, happened to me like when I started working at I worked at a I worked at a local well it's a it's like a national uh, game store but they're like they're all franchised so like you buy your franchise it's this right. place called Play and Trade and that was like my first my first real job and I got paid pretty well like I got paid for being like a part timer I got paid pretty well like nine or ten bucks an hour which at that time back in like 2006 was like unheard of right but i just remember like going to my job one day and like being and getting paid and looking at my paycheck and i was like oh my god i have enough money i can finally buy a ps3 because it was back when a ps3 was still like six hundred dollars right i remember looking at my paycheck i was like i've been saving up for this for like two months i could finally afford it awesome and just the feeling of like Going into my own job and being like, PS3, please. I'm going to buy it with my discount and my money that I earned by working here. And just getting it home and coming into my house with it. My parents are like, what'd you buy? I'm like, I bought myself a PS3. Because I can. Because I have a job and a car and money and I can do what I want. And I just remember taking it up and just being so happy and then turning it on and realizing god this library sucks right now because <laughs> it was you still very resistance. early on still very early on in ps3 and i was like but at least they gave me spider-man 3 <sighs> i guess it would have been 07 oh. when i got that then because yeah because yeah, it was bundled with spider-man 3 Blech. yeah the first one it was bundled with was uh talladega nights right 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 and then i got the spider-man 3 one unfortunately but yeah, that was awesome. Like just like the first time I was able to buy my own system with my own oh, yeah. like, money that I made from a job. Such a good feeling. And ironically, I got home with my Wii and downloaded Super Mario sixty four. Probably bought that game like twelve times. <sighs> Probably. The on the N sixty four, on the Wii, on the DS and uh oh the Wii U one was free. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, four. Which is why Nintendo needs to hurry up and just save what I've bought to an ID. <laughs> Oh, God, I hope they will. <laughs> um, all right, why don't you do one more, and then we'll get out of here. One more. Let's see here. One more, 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 one more. Oh, I know. Um, when I had to change schools, it was when this would have been between fifth and sixth grade mm-hmm. sixth and seventh one of them um and i didn't i didn't want to do it and you have to make all new friends and everything's horrible because there's nothing else because right. you're not even 10 yet and i remember my dad coming home from work because i called him to be like i don't want to do it and i came, he came home from work and he had bought banjo kazooie nice and we spent the whole night playing it and like just talking about everything else and it was one of those times where my dad was just kind of like no, see, it'll be fine. Like, we can play video games together, and you can make new friends, and then you'll come home, and you'll do this. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, that's pretty cool. Which I think is just a good example of 
video games being one of those things that can get people through like those like tougher times. Oh, like everybody absolutely. has that moment where they're like, oh, this is where I'm going to run away and hide for a while while everything sucks. I mean, they get through me. They get, they get me through tough times pretty much anytime I have a bad day and I can just oh, like, yeah. come home and be like, like just close off for a minute and be like, all right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play destiny with my best friend, Zach, or I'm going to just, I don't know, run through shovel night or just do anything like that. Like, yeah. it's still, I think it's almost more important to, like as an adult and just being like, I have this goddamn job I have to go to every day. And some days it's awesome, but some days it really sucks. And on those days that it really sucks, I just, I'm just like, I just have to get to five o'clock and I can go home and turn on my PS4 and yep. just like enjoy the chill day. Chill out for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I'm sure there's more if I really think yeah, about I, it, but I'm, I know I've got more, but I'm, I'm just not thinking of them off the top of my head. Well, with that, I guess we can get the hell out of here then. Um, as always, you guys can follow us on Twitter at two split screen. Two split right. screen. Yeah, Blake's in charge of the social media stuff. Uh, then the Instagram, which I just put up the picture that Tyler was talking about for Mega Man, so you can see the box art we were oh, talking cool. about. Uh, two player split screen. Facebook two player split screen. Tumblr two player split screen. Always two player split screen. And with except that, Twitter. except Twitter, which doesn't have enough characters for me to write two players split screen, so it is two split screen. And with that, I think we leave. Yeah, we're out of here. Uh, as always, for Blake. See you around. For myself. Uh, I don't know why I said that. For Blake and me, this has been two player split screen. And I'm sorry that I literally cannot form thoughts or coherent sentences. Uh, I don't know. I'll do better the next time. It's fine. It's whatever. You're not paying me to do this, so screw you. It's the same thing he said to his prom date. I, I didn't, I didn't go to prom. <laughs>